Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast. A Night Shift Radio original. Every week we bring you the good, the bad, the weird, and lesser known streaming movies. Hit subscribe for new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. Hello, Michael Fight. Uh, hello, Sabrina. Uh, so, a little, little story that I promise is relevant uh, to, to, the, uh, to what we're going to talk about on this bonus episode. Uh, sure. <clears throat> in my senior year of high school... In my English class, we were given an assignment to uh, compare or contrast two different works of literature. Whatever works that we wanted to do, however we wanted to compare and contrast them, we just had to. Basically, it was a, it was an exercise one in in writing, but also in understanding the difference between comparing and contrasting. Uh, so, me being the obnoxious little shit that I was, uh, picked The Hobbit. And 1984. And I managed to successfully write to the entire assignment a contrasting uh, like breakdown of those two novels and why, they, why and how they had themes that were somewhat similar but different. I don't remember to this day what I said because I know it was all bullshit because everything I wrote was bullshit. But that leads me to this weekend when I accidentally set myself up for what I think the adult version of me would pick uh, if I were going to do that same assignment, which was the other day I went to see the Mario Bros. movie in, in theaters. It was a delight. It was stupid, but it was so much fun. I really enjoyed it. Uh, you are correct that they do a good enough job of you know reconciling the decision to uh, to voice with Chris Pratt instead of uh, literally anyone else. Uh, so I, I accepted it. Uh, and then just last night, Ellen and I decided to watch the movie Bros, which is the gay romantic comedy written by Billy Eichner. Uh, these are very, very different movies. It's just I made the connection that they both had bros in the title, and I couldn't let it go, and I wanted to make a thesis out of it. <laughs> this is the most, like, unhinged thesis <laughs> you could possibly think of, of comparing these two movies. Uh, I will say... Um, I am not personally a fan of Billy Eichner. I usually think that he's that kind of, like, loud-for-loud loud sake comedy that we talk about a lot. Um yeah. He is still a bit intense in this film, but you can tell that it is Billy Eichner at about 30%. 
Uh, he brings it way down. Uh, and so, like, it's, it's not overwhelming. He's not obnoxious. His, his character is at times, but, like, you can tell he's played, like, as the character. Um, broadly speaking, the writing is pretty trash, but, like, it still managed to make me feel a lot of feelings. Uh, and uh, I respect that. Uh, a little messy thematically, like, hard to follow where it was going. But... It was fun, it was cute, uh, and it was a nice perspective that we don't usually get in either traditional rom-com or LGBTQ stories. So, way to go, Billy. That's nice. Yeah. I, I heard a lot uh, about this movie, you know, uh, coming out. It, it uh, obviously... You know, the reviews tanked it, but I don't trust reviews when it's ever, yeah. if it's ever like an inclusive cast or, yeah. <laughs> or decisioning and the reviews get bombed, like, uh, you know, the Marvel's uh, trailer is getting, you know, mass disliked on YouTube. Of course. And I'm like, this trailer is awesome. Yeah. My only complaint is that they gave them worse costumes than their original costumes. Um, <laughs> like, uh, you know, Kamala's costume looks worse than the original one she had at the end of the show and i'm like why'd you do that um but other than that like it's a great trailer and it's you know probably one of the most the more interesting and connected uh you know trailers and movies we've gotten from from tv to film yet yeah uh, in in the Marvel universe, that is to say, yeah. Um, but I don't trust it because everybody has this fucking boner for hating Brie Larson for some reason, um, because of misconceptions or just the fact that she's a woman. Yeah. Um, surprise. Yeah, surprise. Uh, you know, it's this all woman cast where two of them aren't aren't don't even have the audacity to be white. Uh, I know, right? Or have the audacity to not be. I guess. Uh, yeah. It just it's got to be making people lose their minds. Um, I mean, like of the. Five main characters in in the Marvels. Only one of them is white, and it's Brie Larson. Because you got like Sam Jackson. Yeah. Um. You've got uh, I forgot the other uh, the other guy that's in there. No, I mean there are a few other white guys, but you know white people. But like you're talking like there's principal like, cast a, though. Yeah, like the principal cast. Like most of them are people of color. So I think that's really interesting. I do like. I, I didn't honestly foresee Marvel slash Disney being the ones that like really brought us like huge budget inclusive cast films but like here we are in here we you are. Know, the 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 year of 2023 and uh, this shit is happening and i love it uh one last uh, thing before i yield my time today speaking of things that are happening in the year 2023 um i went ahead and finally watched the first episode of the uh, paramount plus reboot of beavis and butthead today oh yeah. And How a, so I was a passive fan of Beavis and Butthead. If you enjoy Beavis and Butthead at all from the one episode that I just watched, yeah, go for it. It's uh somehow still funny. <laughs> somehow? Okay. Somehow it manages to still be funny uh while carrying the exact energy. Uh the jokes are a little bit better. Uh, I think I don't, I didn't watch a lot of Beavis and Butthead growing up. My mom fucking loved it, which I always thought was the most badass thing. Uh, cause I wasn't allowed to watch that kind of stuff, but she was, a, right. you know, uh, you know, technically speaking was a grown ass woman and could do what she wanted. Uh, but yeah, that was a, that was a fun little, uh, little nostalgia trip for me today. Uh, I enjoyed the, the first episode and I will probably use that as my future time killer. There's, I think, That's two great. seasons of it now, or something, or there's going to be a second uh, season. Yeah, or the second. I think the second season just just launched. Yeah. So yeah. that's that's fun. 
So randomly, uh, I was at a birthday party um, uh, just last week, and uh, you know somebody, you know somebody was like asked like, "Oh, what do you do?" You know, and I was like, "Oh, I'm you know I I write and produce movies. Like th- this is what I do, and um, what I say to the people that I do." Uh, and you know, Fair. they were like, "Oh, that's awesome!" And then they're like, "Have you seen that Beavis and Butthead movie?" And I was like, <laughs> "What? Like of all the movies." Like, like do America being like, or like yeah, the new I'm, one? I'm like an indie filmmaker, and they're like, of all the movies, is the whatever the new one was. Okay, uh, and it was like of of like everything you could have chosen, like every possible movie, like the crazy popular, like you know, you had all of Marvel, you've got you know all these crazy popular series like John Wick and all these other series. The Beavis and Butthead movie was the first movie this person thought of to to make a comparison between like. I'm a filmmaker and this is a film he knows. I respect it. was it. the weirdest conversation. I was just like, I, I mean, like, not like that, but yes, <laughs> I, I guess. I respect it. Yeah, it was, uh, it, yeah, it was, it took me off guard because I was just like, I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> okay, all right, if that's what you think of when I say movies, sure, that's, that's what I do, <laughs> which is really great. So, yeah, the Beavis and Butthead uh, movie. So that was funny. There's a little coincidence that it just <laughs> came up last week randomly at a birthday party. That, that just, that made it all worth it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I, I watched a couple of uh, things over the past week. Shocking. Um, so I know, I never do that. <laughs> well, I always I always try to make it a point to watch at least one new thing, like especially like a new, new thing, yeah. um, you know, over the week. So I have something to talk about on the show. Sure. But also I like to keep up with, with those sort of trends. I like to watch the new releases of things because like, it's fun. I like to see what people are doing nowadays. Yeah. You know, like what is the standard? What is, you know, how are they, you know, how are they looking and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and so there's two shows. One came out a few weeks ago. And the other one just came out uh, on this past uh, Friday, well, a week ago now, uh, over on Amazon Prime, the other on Netflix. Mm. And of course, I'm referring to The Diplomat on Netflix, which stars Carrie Russell. And I'm referring to uh, Citadel, um, which stars uh, Priyanka Chopra uh, Jones. Okay. Um, yes, uh, her, uh, yeah, she's Nick Jones. Citadel sounds vaguely familiar. I have to have seen, you said that one was on Prime? That one was on Prime and it just came out, well, so as of recording this episode, Uh, it came out three days ago. For those of you listening, it came out about a week ago. Yeah, I've definitely seen it while scrolling. I don't know anything about it, so please proceed. Yeah, so here's the thing about Citadel. So only two episodes are available right now. Um, uh, so, oh, by the way, the other person that's, uh, the, here's our Marvel connection. Um, the other person that's a main character is, is arguably probably more of the main character, uh, in this show is Richard Madden, um, who you all will probably recognize from Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. but a lot of you might recognize him from the Eternals. Mm-hmm. Um, he was the dude that goes crazy and they have to kill, uh, in the Eternals. So, and Stanley Tucci's in it. He's great. Yeah. He's, he's very Stanley Tucci. So... <laughs> Which is wonderful. Uh, so, so the diplomat is about a diplomat, but there's a whole bunch of you know underhanding Game of Thrones type, like who's going to be the next blah 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 thing. Really great show, very spy type stuff going on in that one. 
And then there's Citadel. Now, when I originally watched the trailer for Citadel, the way they show it is that it's it's um, Richard Madden and Priyanka uh, Jones uh, Jonas, um, kind of like on a train, and they're like, looks like they're about to make out, and they're like, blah blah blah, mm-hmm. and then like the train explodes, and I was like, oh fuck! But then it like rewinds back, and then he's like, you know. Uh, you're a spy. Like you didn't know you were a spy, and like I, I learned, and now we have to figure out why we oh, didn't remember that we were yeah, spies. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, is this like a time travel thing? I was yeah. like, okay, like this is this is like you know they go back in time and they're like in a time loop or something like that. And I'm like super into that. And I'm like, okay, Citadel. Yeah, Citadel's the name of the the company or the group that's doing the time loop thing sure. for whatever reasons. And I'm like, I'm totally into this. It is not about that at oh. all. Uh, it is a very straightforward, it is Jason Bourne, uh, literally, so much so that they even make a reference to it. Oh. Uh, like, straight up says, like, oh, and now you think you're Jason Bourne. And I was like, come on, guys, come on. It's, like there, There is a line between loving homage and just straight, like, stealing. Yeah. And if you acknowledge it... That doesn't necessarily mean you haven't crossed the line. <laughs> right. Right. You know, like, it, I, I don't know if it was like a professional courtesy, like we're legally supposed to say that, yes, this is the story of Jason Bourne. Like, this is like a copyright thing. Uh, but it was very interesting. So the plot is uh, Richard Madden and uh, Priyanka Chopra Jonas are both spies. Uh, it feels like they were at once lovers or something like that. Mm-hmm. They, you know, try to do this thing in uh, in a train, but it turns out it's a double cross, and there's this uh, there's this company that's trying to take down Citadel, which is a non-affiliated spy group that's supposed to just keep balance in the world. They're not affiliated with any governments whatsoever, so their job is to basically regulate everybody else, you know, so that like the world keeps spinning peacefully without an agenda. Right? The idea is not to benefit any one country. Okay. Right. Um, and it makes sense. I mean, you know, in the context of the show, sure, you're like, sure, got yeah, it. Spy yeah. things. Like, it's very straightforward spy things. And so the train blows up, and these two miraculously live, but there is a device in their neck that is called a backstop, and basically what happens if they are compromised, Citadel headquarters, in this instance, uh, you know, run by Stanley Tucci, erases their memories so that way they have plausible deniability and they can't give anything up. They can't, you know, turn bad and say, okay, here's, here's all the secrets of Citadel. Um, and, and so they both get their memory erased. Like you do. But they do, like you do. But they do both end up surviving this train thing, but they both get rescued separately. And of course, the passports they have on them are fake. So they're fake names and everything like that. So they're going by their fake names. You know, we learn, you know, it's it's now eight years after this uh, train uh, crash. And they have now started to, you know, they've made lives for each other, you know, for themselves. They're nowhere near each other. They don't even know the other one exists because, like, one was rescued in Italy. Another one was taken in by, like, a crazy guy. And then eventually, um, before her memory got erased, she wrote on her arm, um, go to Valencia. And so she ends up going to Valencia and, like, she ends up starting up a restaurant, uh, you know, like you do. Yeah, And so she's running a restaurant. He's living the country life somewhere in America. Um, and you know, that's, that's their thing. And now they're starting to discover that they're spies, uh, and trying to get their memories back. 
Um, and it's a very straightforward. There's two episodes available right now. So for those of you listening on the day this episode released tomorrow, another episode is going to come out. Mm. Um, but it is straightforward spycraft. Like this is, you know, I mean, for lack of a better term, this is a hundred percent a Jason Bourne story. Like okay. if if you change Richard Madden's name to Jason Bourne, you would never think twice about the plot of this movie. You would just be like, got it. It's another Jason Bourne story. Yep. Totally understand. Like you would never think twice. And like I said, they even make that reference because it is so blatant. Um yeah, like, so it's a case of like, we gotta say it to get ahead of the critics. hundred percent. They're, they're gonna say it, so like we'll just they're acknowledge like, it this is just Jason Bourne. He'd be like, yeah, well they make that joke in the show. And it's like, yeah, but that doesn't make, you know, like you said, it doesn't make it better. (laughs) It just, it's just acknowledging that you stole it. Uh Uh, And, and I have to say, although I was disappointed, it was not a sci-fi time loop, cool sci-fi thing. It's standard spy stuff. And it's still, I still find that stuff fun to watch. Just like I was talking about with the diplomat, which is a great show, by the way, you should absolutely go watch the diplomat. It is a fantastic show. And Carrie Russell is the coolest, most badass fucking person in the world. And she (laughs) is phenomenal in that show. Uh, Absolutely. Go watch it. Um, But Citadel only go watch it. If you're into spycraft stuff, if, if you're, if you're very, you know, on the fence about spycraft, don't go watch it. It's so standard no, as no. of now we're two episodes in, maybe it takes a wild left turn and it ends up being really fucking cool. But right now it's just very standard. Yeah. Um, maybe not to a, say that it's bad. Maybe on a future episode, you'll be able to, uh, update the, uh, the listeners who are holding out to, to hear more. I, when the series ends, I will totally give like a full, you know, like a, hey, my opinion was changed or like, nope, it is exactly what it uh, says it is to be. Mm-hmm. Um, now, there is a core, of course, cool, like, you know, gadgets that don't exist. The backstop, erasing somebody's memory with a chip in their neck. Obviously not a thing. Right. And, you know, the other big, like, the other big, like, generic thing about this, you know, how most spycraft things are like you know, we're spy agency A and spy agency B wants to steal X from us because it has all these spy secrets in it. Mm -hmm. So literally in it, they're looking for case X, which has all of Citadel's secrets (laughs) in it. And I'm like, this is so, like you didn't even fill in the blank. Like it is just so generic. And I'm like, okay, I'm with you, but like you could have tried a little harder, you know, like just a little bit. (laughs) It's perfect. I love it. No notes. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no, no, it's absolutely great. Uh, so Citadel is streaming on Amazon Prime. Uh, you know, check it out, I guess, if you like spy stuff. If, you, if you're if you lukewarm on it, don't. Don't bother. Uh, you're not going to enjoy it. Mm. Or maybe you will if you think either one of uh, Richard Madden or Priyanka is uh, cute. Uh, I think they're both cute. It was fun to watch them be all cool and spy crafty and, yeah. like, you know, fun. Especially Priyanka. You know, I would even say that, you know, Priyanka uh, Chopra Jonas is way more action packed and like cooler action wise than Richard Madden is in this. That's usually um, the and case. that was fun to watch. Yeah. And uh Stanley Tucci as Stanley Tucci. Like he is always a pleasure to have on screen no matter what role he's playing. And it was just it was just great. I was like, yeah, I mean this is Stanley Tucci. What it's, what am I gonna do? It's you know? true. I've, I've never heard a single soul say a bad thing about him. Yeah, right. Uh now other than that, I also watched a another movie, which is a, a very sharp right turn from this uh, show. Oh. Um, and this one also just came out this past Friday on Disney Plus, and it's called Peter Pan and Wendy. Well, there's some some spy craft in Peter Pan, at least traditionally. A little bit, kind <laughs> of. Sure. Uh, a little bit, yeah. There's some like disguises and, and stuff some, like that. Some memory issues at, at times. Yeah. So See, I, 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 I sat I my I can daughter- still do it. <laughs> 
You can still do it. You got it. <laughs> uh, so I I sat my daughter down to watch this with me because I was like, this is like this is up her alley. Like it's you know it's cute. It's going to be a action packed. You know, uh, female led. She really likes uh, movies and stories that are that are female fronted. She prefers them over anything else. Same. And I was like, you know, Wendy is really arguably the main character of this movie version uh, of it. And uh, and about ten minutes in, she was like. I have zero interest in this. <laughs> Went to her room to play on her iPad. She's been playing Sally Face oh. on Nintendo Switch, actually. It's her favorite game at the moment. She even does cosplay of it. Um, cool little indie game, by the way. Narrative-driven indie now. game. I, uh, yep. I take this child's recommendations seriously. Yeah, no, it's it's really cool. Very dark, but I guess it's really cool. She tells me about it all the time. But anyway, so, so Peter Pan and Wendy is an interesting movie. Uh, you know, uh, all the kids, I didn't recognize them from anything, but Captain Hook is played by Jude Law, uh, which was great. He does the role very, very well. Um, the actress that plays Wendy, perfect. Loved her. Would love to see her in more things. Uh, the actor that played Peter Pan, I think he could have done better, but I would absolutely watch anything else that he was in because he still was pretty good. Um, and of course, we had a Tinkerbell who doesn't really say anything the whole movie, but, you know, she's cute being Tinkerbell. Wendy yeah. is uh, Avar Anderson, who plays young Natasha in Black Widow. Oh, well, there you go. Marvel yeah. connection there. Like, I, I mean, I, I guess know it's I Disney, her. so, yeah. 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 So the thing about Peter Pan and Wendy, and it's getting kind of torn apart uh, by critics, and again, you know, as we mentioned, you know, sort of earlier in this, is that we don't normally hold stock in when a thing gets review-bombed, only because there is, there's typically a reason behind it. Peter Pan is not played by a white boy. Tinkerbell is not played by a white girl. Mm -hmm. uh, Wendy is arguably the, the main character of this thing. So it's female led the story of Peter Pan. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so, so I could see why shitty people would review bomb this, right? Because they're not seeing their white Peter Pan, which was also only played by a woman. Like traditionally Peter Pan <laughs> right? was always played by a woman. Um, it's what's called, what's referred to as a trouser role, mm -hmm. um, where it's a, a male character played by a woman. Um, you know, that, that's an opera term for you opera nerds. Out Look there. at you with your fucking <laughs> opera trivia. I love it. <laughs> I know. I, I actually like opera, but anyways, uh, yeah. So I could see why it would get review bombed from bigots in that perspective. But if you remove those people, I also see why people are giving this negative reviews. Hmm. It kind of lacked a little bit of charm and magic. Uh, you know, Wendy is great in this, but I felt like they could have done better focusing on Wendy. In fact, I would have not named this uh, Wendy. I would have named it Wendy and Captain Hook because that is there is a lot to that. But the problem is, is the movie can't decide who its main character is throughout the film. Hmm. You think, you know, you start the movie off thinking it's going to be Wendy, but then the middle of the movie happens and you're like, oh, maybe it's Peter Pan who's really the main character. But then as the movie progresses, you're like, actually, it's kind of Captain Hook who is really the the main character of this. And you're like, but I liked Wendy. I liked where Wendy's story was growing and, you know, going and she does eventually have her big moment in the end of the movie where you're like, oh, okay, this is actually about Wendy. But it felt so like I, I didn't, like it didn't give me enough time with any of the characters and it just lacked a little bit of magic. But the other thing that I found was really interesting is that if you didn't have a general understanding of Peter Pan, like if you've never read Peter Pan or if you've never read like the, you know, or like saw the original Peter Pan sure. things, 
you would not understand a lot of the references in this movie. Like there's a there's a crocodile in this that jumps up and James Hook is really afraid of it. Obviously it's a gigantic uh, crocodile and it's ticking. Um, but they never explain, they never tell you why there's a giant crocodile that's that's ticking that mm-hmm. uh, Peter Pan, that, croc, that Hook is afraid of. And they never tell you that. And so if you didn't know that the croc is the one that takes uh, Captain Hook's hand and he swallowed a giant clock, like if you didn't know any of that, you would never understand like the the context and that is with also they do a lot of the quotes of like to live would be a great adventure to die is the only adventure I have left. You know, this is, this is from the original thing. Sure. Uh, there was a huge theme in uh, Spielberg's hook uh, that came which is arguably one of the best Peter Pan adaptations of all time. Um, great cinematography, by the way, amazing. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a bunch of uh, um, YouTube videos that go over how the cinematography in hook is like one of the best, like cinematographies in any film ever. And you should totally watch it. It's a really great, like behind the scenes, look at it. But it's weird because I don't know, I didn't know who to feel for. And everyone is, you know, there is a moment where, uh, spoilers, I guess, where we find out that uh, James Hook was a former Lost Boy and him and Peter Pan were friends. And James says to Peter that he misses his mom. And so Peter banishes him from Neverland. But but James ever, can't ever make it back home because he, he didn't have the pixie dust to fly back home. So he's just sort of abandoned at sea raised by pirates, and now he's coming back to, like, exact revenge on Peter, which is a great story, Mm -hmm, right? I love mm -hmm. that story if Peter Pan was the main character or even if Hook was the main character. That's a great story, but that's not the story they're trying to tell. It's Wendy, and so it was just really, it just felt like I was missing stuff. I was missing feelings. It's interesting specifically that you say, like, it feels like it's lacking a lot of the magic. Uh, Just a real quick scroll through the uh, user reviews on IMDb. That's the common theme, lacking magic, lacking heart, lacking substance, like all of these things that people are calling attention to. And yeah, like... That's the appeal of Peter Pan. It's magical. It's whimsical. It's about like never wanting to grow up and having to face the reality of that. Uh, if you take away the magic and the whimsy, then it's just kind of a story about shitty kids and a arguably a like brutally abusive adult. <laughs> Yeah. And, you know, here's the other thing about that is like Wendy has Wendy is the one that goes through that process because at the start of the movie, she's being sent away to boarding boarding school because she is of that age now. Mm -hmm. Like she is of the age where she is a young lady. She has to go to to boarding school or reform school, you know, for ladies. And that is that is her life right now. And of course, she's in that moment of like, I don't want to grow up like she is. She is feeling the Neverland uh, feel of it. And then, of course, in the end of the movie, she has her you know, her resolution of like. No, but to live, it would be a great adventure. You know, like she has this sort of moment of like, no, I'm ready to grow up because I understand its importance. When seeing, you know, the two extremes of Captain Hook and Peter Pan, she sort of was like, yeah, but you're both wrong. There is another option and I'm going to take that option. Mm-hmm. Um, if that was the focus of the of the story, uh, totally, but it's lost in the middle. You know, like we kind of dip out of Wendy's life in the middle, um, which is really crazy. But the other crazy thing is, the Lost Boys feature in this movie, um, and we do get Tiger Lily, uh, played by an actual Native American this time. Mm-hmm. Great. Loved that. Um, and the Lost Boys in this one are, um, Lost Boys is more of a generic term because there are both, there are 
not just boys in the group. Yeah. And they're very diverse. Um, like there, there was a, a character with Down syndrome. You know, there's all sorts of different boys. They all have different accents. You know, like one, you know, very much has, has you know, from, from a country in Africa accent. You know, one of them is, is Asian and has like an Asian accent. You know, very cool. I did dig that. But they never tell anyone their names. You never learn a single Lost Boys name. Huh. And I thought that was the most wild thing to me because the Lost Boys were the the exemplary of Peter's narcissism, right? Yeah. Like they were the ones where Peter brainwashed these kids into never growing up because he didn't want to grow up. And like that's that's the point of Peter Pan is like that, but they give him no character whatsoever. And I was like, this is so weird. Yeah. Like it is so weird. Like it's it this movie clocks in at about an hour 30. Could have used 20 more minutes of just playing more character development, specifically around Wendy. I, w I wanted more of Wendy when the movie ended. I was like, please give me more Wendy. That is a super interesting story. Yeah. Or give me more Captain Hook, because this is a really interesting story. When you put it in the perspective of he was friends with Peter Pan and then Peter shunned him, that is a great story. That is an amazing story, yeah. uh, which is very interesting. So I was very disappointed in the movie. You know, this is another one where like, Maybe your kids will like it. My, I'm, mean, you know, of course, mine's an 11 year old. She's, she's in her independent phase. Yes. And she was just like, nope, bored, like right off the bat. And I understand why she felt that way. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was lacking magic. Well, that's a bummer. Yeah. It was a shame. It, it was a shame because I really wanted to like this movie. Um, I like the idea of, of Peter Pan. I think there's a lot to it, um, you know, for many different reasons, but they just, couldn't they didn't they didn't no disney magic there was not enough disney magic um listen let's we can we can all be honest with ourselves and say that we had enough of a emotional bum out with finding neverland <laughs> it's true it's true yeah <laughs> uh so well, that's that it for our was difficult episode. it was very difficult that was that was a heart-wrenching uh film uh, but yeah, so that's our bonus episode. Hey, we got a brand new week, a brand new month starting up. It's and true. this month we are doing uh, Chill Vibes Apocalypse. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Um, and this month we are uh, starting only. it off. Yeah. With um, uh, How It Ends, which is currently streaming on Paramount Plus in America. You can also find it on Video On Demand. So if you're the type of person that watches the movies before we review them, that's where you can find it. Head right there and uh, go and watch the movie and then catch our brand new episode on Sunday. Make sure to subscribe. Otherwise, you'd miss like this episode, our bonus episode, yeah. and you'll get notified every Sunday when our brand new full movie review episodes come out. So definitely make sure to subscribe wherever you're at. If you're watching us over on YouTube, we have episodes every Thursday. Um, they're also available via podcast, um, but you can watch this video every Thursday if you want to see us make all of our hand gestures while we're talking and occasionally play with our hair. It's true. Uh, that happens as well. So you can watch that. Make sure to hit subscribe here. You can watch um, me repeatedly spill and try to like quiet clean up my water as I'm talking. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's the, the fun of the visual aspect of YouTube. Uh, so there it is, everyone. Thanks a lot for watching and listening. We super appreciate it. And we will see you Sunday. Chill vibes only.